Welcome to episode 30 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and today I'm with my co-host, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up? And we've brought on one of our unknown knowns, part of the uh, team. Since this is phase four of the podcast, you know, this is the comic book multiverse now. So we've brought somebody over from our uh, sister site, the head of popculture.com himself, Mr. Jameson Brown, is joining us today. What's going on? Good to be here. All right. So we brought out Jameson because uh, Jameson's a horror fan. And today, one of the big things we're going to talk about is, of course, the release of the It Chapter 2 trailer which currently has the internet shook, so we're going to talk all about that. We're also going to be talking about some of the uh, musical choices that we've learned for uh, <laughs> Disney's Aladdin that are causing that's causing controversy in this office and probably across the uh, interwebs as well. We will be talking about the lineup of summer movies. We're going to be doing a whole deep dive breakdown about the movies coming out this summer and what we're looking forward to and maybe not looking forward to at all. And we have our first details, thanks to a Disney shareholder meeting of uh, when we'll be able to see movies like Avengers Endgame and Captain Marvel coming home and being available for streaming, Blu-ray, and all of that. So we'll talk about that, too. All right. So first up, let's get into it. This It Trailer 2 uh, chapter, this it, tra it Trailer 2, It Chapter 2 trailer <laughs> has dropped and managed to scare the bejesus out of most of us, um, pretty much all of us. Uh, the trailer was something that they kind of took from uh, CinemaCon that they had showed in longer detail, and it basically uh, has, it's a, scene, it's a scene which we were talking about, first of all, we like this approach. It's not just a whole run of the entire movie, it is just a scene uh, that features Jessica Chastain as the grown-up version of Beverly Marsh, she comes back to her old house where all that really dark stuff happened with her father. And there's an old lady living there now. So she's just trying to kind of take a stroll down memory lane and come into her house and chill out. And she's having tea with this old lady. But, uh, of course, things take a turn for the twisted because it turns out this is not just some old lady, but it's one of these manifestations of uh, Pennywise or It or whatever you want to call the monster. And, yeah, it gets real freaky real fast where this old lady kind of Walking around naked in the background while Jessica so Chastain's so character—it's so it's good. Hanging uh. out there, and then she comes in some kind of monstrous form that we don't get to see. Uh, and then it cuts, and we get a small montage that shows us kind of the adult losers club, all the new actors, famous actors joining the cast, and just at the very end, of course, we get to see uh, Bill Skarsgård back as yes. Pennywise, kind of creep out of the shadows, and you know we're now back in the world of it, and so. Um, this trailer was great for me. I'm a horror fan. I love the first installment, and I thought this, like I said, I love that it was a scene. Uh, that scene kind of really just set the tone for what this movie was and kind of reminded you of that without giving away too much. And, you know, we get these teases of, like, all these famous people who are now playing the adult versions of the losers, like James McAvoy, Bill Hader, uh, the Old Spice guy, Isaiah Mustafa, and... Yeah, man, this was a freaky trailer, trailer that Andy Muschietti put out, so bravo to the IT team. Yeah, that's awesome work. I mean, it was, this is becoming like a, a franchise of surprises to me. Like the, I was really nervous about the first one, and then, and then, you know, that was, they did a great job with that. And then the second, I mean, this trailer just threw us right into, you know, a scene that was just absolutely horrifying. Um, and then we got all those quick cuts, and we get to see Pennywise. I mean, I think there was even like a, 
like a face melter scene. I yeah. mean, and him flying yeah. over. I mean, it was just, it was. Yeah, he was walk. He was flying yeah. over on balloons, walking up walls. <laughs> it's those laughs, tearing though. off his face, and in between the the beat of this trailer, yeah, it's just uh, so cool and different, and like. You really just got into it because the rhythm is like here's a here's a scene and then that creepy laugh hits and it it becomes just like this drum beat the yep. rest of the trailer. I do kind of agree. Like I love that like the first because you Jim actually said this earlier. That oh it's yeah, like, it's we like, started uh, introducing producer Jim Viscardi is here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting to introduce him. Like yeah. no, I, well the, what I was saying the other day this this trailer kind of feels like it was like half a horror movie trailer, half a superhero trailer. Where it just felt like you got all the, the scary bits and then boom, you know, it, when it kicks into gear and you see the adult kids now who are basically like they feel like a, a superhero team that they got to go beat the bad guy and do whatever it takes and, and all that. Like and even like the, the music shifted uh, to that uh, a bit. It was a very um, Avenger-y. Yeah. It was a very it, yeah. Avenger-y yeah. Felt, music cue right there. It kind of felt, you know, like just a superhero movie kind of towards the end. I mean, I, I know it's not, but like. It yeah. sort of instilled that sense of like, oh yeah, I want to see these kids, you know. Well, I mean, it's not too grown far off. Um, one scene in the trailer is uh, them all holding hands and kind of with their eyes closed, which kind of brought up the question of, you know, there is a major part of the story of this book that has to do with basically them learning to be superheroes mm-hmm. from a turtle and having to kind of access <laughs> these powers of connectiveness. We won't tell you how they do that in the book. Uh, it gets pretty gross at times, but, uh, you know, not to throw around words like child orgy, but like, that's kind of what happens in the book of the first part. Um, you're looking at me, but that's a true I just thing. Love, yeah, the I bu- know. The book I just is, love though that you're like, <laughs> you're like, well, I gotta talk about it, but the book here's is the word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's the word of it. Not to throw a word around words like child orgy, but that's what Stephen King that wrote into the I'm first laughing. book. Yeah, I mean, like in the first installment about. of the book when they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole plot line of them having to maintain connection and yep. to access these powers to defeat it. And it looks like my question was for the second chapter was. Are they going to get into all that? Because they skipped mm-hmm. over it largely in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple scenes in this trailer make it look like they are going to try to access those quote-unquote superpowers. At least touch on it, right? Yeah, They, they might definitely. make some changes. Yeah, I think they're but it's going to be about the idea of them being connected and having to come back to this town where, strangely, their memory of fighting this monster has largely faded, kind of regain these memories, which is what sends Jessica Chastain back into this house. And having to use their bond to kind of defeat the monster. So, I mean, the superhero analogy isn't too far off because there will be some of that, it looks like, kind of weird do spiritual we, metaphysics. Do we think we're going to see the creepy old lady monster or is that something that they may just keep? No, we're definitely going to oh, see we're it. Seeing yeah, we're going <laughs> to sure. definitely see it. It's going to definitely be horrible. And props to that actress for just like, I can't wait to see the full like sequence but oh. my god like that was fantastic and everything well, minute, about the that the the minute she starts like screaming when Jessica Chastain like wasn't answering her I was like oh it's about to get real <laughs> 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 and just the way like because I noticed too before she starts talking like you see the lights dim in that spot right you see it dim more and more and more as they keep cutting away and then it's mm-hmm. just like pitch black and that first moment where you see the little just peeking over out, it's so creepy it's such a benign action <laughs> yeah, she's but like it's back so in creepy. the kitchen and Jessica Chastain's looking at a picture yeah and she realizes the picture is she says she's talking about her father during the circus and you realize it's Pennywise so, so good like, but even yeah. though, we're totally forgetting like one of the best parts of this trailer how about like that five second long dead silence that was great. Oh, where yes. she sta- just where they're just staring at, at each her other. Her face doesn't move. And I was just like, 
That's like, yeah, that's, that, and then it just boom. It, it, she just picks and then the she peels right away, and you up. start to see like, yeah, the, the splash and so all many that pieces stuff. to that one scene, right? That's yeah, fantastic. and that was great. And apparently, what we've heard is that you know Brandon Davis and some other uh, pundits from the industry saw the full clip on at CinemaCon and say it's even freakier when you see like the whole thing play out. And that's awesome. so oh, nice. I can't yeah, wait. That's gonna be so already. It Chapter Two has sold us on just one scene we're yeah. seeing. So. Hopefully, there's a lot more worth seeing too. But knowing how the second chapter of that story goes, I, I'm really looking forward to this now. So, man, it's going to be great. I mean, that's like the one thing to look forward to in the fall movie lineup for early fall. Like, September is just usually just, oh my God, a graveyard of movies. But now it's not. Now it's not anymore. Oh, yeah. So, all right. It Chapter Two. If you haven't seen it, we have the trailer up on comicbook.com. You got to check that out. Just don't do it at night while you're all alone. <laughs> Moving right along, we're going to talk about another one. <laughs> oh, another uh, one. Uh, another one. <laughs> I appreciate you. So we're learning more about Disney's Aladdin and the soundtrack to Disney's Aladdin, the all-important soundtrack to these films. And we got a new version of uh, A Whole New World, is it, that mm -hmm. came out? Yep. 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 And it's featuring... Uh, Zane, Zane and... Uh, I forget oh, who else. Forget and a female vocalist. I forget her name. She. I'm not really actually familiar. Uh, Zavia Ward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That person. So we have that track out. But the thing that kind of has triggered this office, and I'm sure triggered a lot of people I around. I.e. Charlie. <laughs> I.e. Charlie Ridgely. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know Charlie Ridgely's name, I mean, he is the most uh, trigger happy person in our office, probably by far. So you're gonna hear his name. Um, Basically, like, yeah, I mean, it is like DJ Khaled versus Charlie Ridgely in the topic today <laughs> because it was announced that DJ Khaled will be joining Will Smith to do this new movie's version of the classic genie song, Friend Like Me. On the soundtrack. On the soundtrack. Not in the movie. Not in the movie. Thank oh, you for okay. that. Until yes. the end credits. Yeah. So this is your end credits, basically, like hip-hop <laughs> anthem. Um, and it's, I mean, it's funny. I mean, people are just going nuts about, like, the fact that DJ Khaled's going to do it, but... I mean, DJ Khaled, like, I was just kind of half making a joke, but I was like, if anybody has a reason to make an Aladdin movie soundtrack, a guy named DJ Khaled is probably <laughs> has more reason than most. But, I mean, this is standard for a lot of movies to, you know, you get your hip-hop anthem at the end. This is definitely standard for Will Smith. If you've ever seen a Will Smith movie from the 90s, like... But it's been a minute, right? Since yeah. he kind of dipped into that bag. Like it's been a minute since, since the man in black. It's yeah. been it's been like a long right. time. Like we yeah. we still me and Anissa still watch the Wild Wild West video uh, Wild, once a Wild month. West. Once a month because that video is better than the whole Wild, movie. Wild. Oh but, yeah, like, it's by far. And that's a great song. And you can right? see they're just the best parts of the movie in the video. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the the important distinction I would totally understand if if the main song in the movie was had him involved and it was this big like oh no 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 no. The fact that it's going to be Will Smith's own interpretation of it in the movie, and then they're saving this for the soundtrack, whatever. I'm, I'm okay. Look, is this it, better or worse than Pitbull doing Africa? In Aquaman, this is better. This is better because it's <laughs> relegated to just the soundtrack and the end credits. I'm fine with it. Do whatever the hell you want. But just don't mess up the core song. Also, as I kind of mentioned in our previous discussion, like I'm totally fine. I like some of the DJ Khaled songs. The, yeah, so Those do I. beats and those songs I yeah. like. Now, it's not... 
really because of him. No, but <laughs> hey, he's the man screaming over the track. Right. He's got his name on it. People signed off on it. So here but, we are. Like half the DJ Khaled songs I like, I really like because T-Pain's on them. But, you know, it's, it's fine because yeah, he has I mean, like nine people on every track. And if you don't like that one, there's always another one. And then another one. So uh, well played. I, I'm totally well played. cool with this um, for what it is. It, I don't know. This could be great. It depends on what, I yeah, guess, what the track is like. Yeah, it depends on the track is like. Also depends on if we get Will Smith that was on Instagram, his Instagram story or whatever, not crazy long ago, rapping back in the booth. I'm cool with that. If yeah. it's, if this is the suits, what is it? The suits are coming. The one from uh, Men in Black Two. He did a single for that, and that nod your head. That one kind of crashed and burned. <laughs> so if we get that one, uh, we'll pass. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy who made Summertime, a song I still listen to Dude, get every summertime. With it. Yeah, get switch. Switch is a great so, song. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's just gonna be your end credit song. So, what did you guys think about the regular, like the Zane, the Zane, and I'm not going to listen to this because I do not like these Disney remakes that much and do not care that much. So, I mean, I love I'll hear it by association, but I'll let you tell me how Kofi, it was. It was, I, it was okay. hates music. I loved. No, I I love music. I just don't like recreating uh, reheated button. Disney songs. <laughs> he looked at me like I said I loved it. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Wait, wait, that's a butt." I loved it when Zane was singing cuz it felt like yes. a like the Ariana Grande John Legend Beauty and the Beast thing. It was yep. very much yep. a traditional homage with a few modern updates. His felt like that. Yep. And then when she she starts singing, it gets this different. It's like a feel. different song. It really see, is. I didn't mind it. I, yeah, it didn't. Plus, I he's a it. very gifted uh, vocal performer. I, his voice, like you bet, to come out as a giant One Direction fan. No, I'm just saying Zayn is a really good singer, and he has like a very distinctive tone. So then, when you line up someone that so doesn't, you're, so you're glad that. he broke away from O Town. Uh, O Town. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you tried to one day. Yeah. I mean, everybody's been doing good since they broke off from one day. I mean, that's not that's a whole separate debate. You can save that for your one direction. He's really podcast. come a long way since Ota. Yeah. <laughs> it was I liked it. I thought it was it was fine. I thought it was fine. I re, I would have loved to have a different voice type on that song with him. Yeah. I would have been agreed. Great. But she was fine. She didn't do anything bad. I mean, it's a fine thing. I just won't go back and listen to that over and over. Or so maybe Joe Jackson and you would have chosen a different female vocal. Do you listen to the Ariana Grande, John Legend, Beauty and the Beast song over and over? I listened to it a couple times. Yeah. It was a good song. Yeah. It's a good take. I also like Ariana Grande. So There you go. <laughs> All right. So. Doesn't sound like there's too much to get mad about here. I do. Except maybe Matt's musical taste. That's about it. Oh. But we've already done that with his Amazon music continuous pushing. <laughs> we've already gotten in on him for that. But let's wait and we'll hear. We'll hear with this like version of Friend Like Me, both the movie version and the kind of end, end credits, Khaled remixes. And we'll see what he says. I hope he drops some. I mean, DJ Khaled is funny. So I at least hope he drops some kind of like Arabic theme jokes or something. If like they that. do the video, maybe he'll dance. Yeah, that'd go. be great. Yeah, there you go. His dancing is always. If he's like a sultan. I mean, he's got to be. A I'll sultan, watch that all day. Covered yeah. in gold, like I mean, that sounds like. A, and <laughs> you I mean, every like, one of yeah. his videos. Yeah. <laughs> Where he sits like, at a mansion. Yeah, and he has son is Iago or something. I don't oh, know. We'll Jesus. see what it is. He'll be like Jafar. It'll be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great, guys. It'll be great. It's gonna be lit. I'm just waiting for you to say it's gonna be lit. All right, moving right along to more sane things. Uh, we're going to talk about, there was a Disney's investor meeting the other day, our shareholder meeting, where we got a couple new kind of good key facts worth kind of noting. The first is when we will be hearing about 
the MCU Phase 4 announcements. I mean, after Avengers Endgame, you know, this fandom doesn't stop. The Russos were like, we're just going to make this film. We're not going to put a post credit scene. We're just going to let it be the end. And, like, everybody's going to sit. But, you know, there is zero chill in the Marvel fandom. So we're <laughs> all, I mean, us included. I'm already writing dissertations about Kang the Conqueror and whatnot. So, like, <laughs> yeah, we're all ready to know what comes next. Like, yep. give us what's next. So... According to uh, Disney CEO, we're probably going to get that information later on in the summer, is what I, the takeaway. So away. probably Comic-Con? Yeah, I mean, we, we're back to the same debate. I mean, we had this debate on the show, like, not too long ago, about what the Marvel Cinematic Universe would do next, and if they need Comic-Con still, or D23, or their own specialized announcement events. But uh, I was of the opinion that you should keep it at Comic-Con just because. I mean, just for continuity's sake. Like, this is where we launched the first phase of the MCU when the Avengers came out. The cast came out for the first time in 2010. One of the highlights of, like, my time in this industry. Like, you know, that was... I was upstairs covering Hall H. Like, I was right above it. And you could just feel the floor, like, rumbling when people <laughs> were losing their minds. Mm -hmm seeing all the Avengers on the first time. Because it was like, I mean, this had never been yeah. done. In it's film, like an epic so. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's so awesome. this was crazy. So I hope we just bring it back around and we do something similar and they just, I hope they cast secretly, I hope they cast Eternals fully, Shang-Chi, like, I hope they pick a Nova, I hope they pick a Miss Marvel. Like they come out just like... Yeah, and they're like, and I hope they get like somebody like, even, I would even hope they pull Downey in for like one more <laughs> passing of the torch for him to just be like, here's your new class, I'm out, and then like just dip out the back door, no interviews or anything. Because that would be a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. thing to do, and just be like, I've been doing this for years, I'm done, but I brought some friends along with me, you know, like, and here they are. Cool. And they just yeah, lays out like, cool here's a bunch of people, here's the new directors, here's all the logos, welcome to phase four. The We're Dark Hawk like, movie, yeah. here it is. Oh. Well, now I want to see him do that. Yeah, I know. Like Now and, you're saying all this, but I want to see that That would that be happen. really cool, right? Yeah, that so, would be really cool. Disney, if you're listening, <laughs> get into our emails, figure out this plan. Um, that was a Jim gave me such the, moment, the look of like death. After the Dark Hawk <laughs> thing? Yeah, you, did, you almost killed my momentum with your Dark Hawk comments. <laughs> But uh, so later this summer, yeah, it's going to be at one of these events. It's going to be either at Comic-Con, which we're hoping for, D23, something like that. So those when we'll get the Phase 4 announcements. Moving right along, we found out when we will be seeing Avengers Endgame hit streaming. This is a big deal because Endgame is going to be the first film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that is released on Disney+, Plus. correct? Second film. Is Captain Marvel first? Captain Marvel's mm -hmm. first. I thought Captain Marvel was the last Netflix one. No, it goes no, it was with the first the Disney Plus. Oh, it's the first. Sorry. But it's only like a month. <laughs> like, it's a, yeah. literally a month separation. Yeah. All right. So, there you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still a big deal, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I mean, Disney Plus <laughs> will launch with Captain Marvel, and then on December 11th, it will be Avengers Endgame streaming time. That will be probably the big push before for people to kind of sign up and get on Disney+. Plus. Well, I bet it, it probably makes a great Christmas present type thing. Yep. For, yeah. yeah, I imagine they're banking on a lot of gifting stuff. Yeah. Also, this will be great for this. their on-demand partners and stuff. They get it way ahead of their... Because like, typically, if Netflix... They, if they give it out. You don't think Netflix, they'll get Netflix it for on-demand stuff? No. no. That's the whole point. Like the cable packages though and all that stuff where they have it for like a month after and all that 
No, Maybe. I don't think no. so. I think this is getting saved for to push Disney Plus, which yep. is so around like Jim said, around as a Christmas gift and everything. And I mean, Infinity War, like I mean, just crushed streaming when they released it on Christmas Day mm-hmm. last yeah. year. Yeah. So giving it even more lead into the Christmas yeah, holiday and take down. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> the surface. Exactly. Disney Plus crashes. But uh, <laughs> no, like Jim said, this is a perfect way. Why don't you release it? I mean, it was easy to do on Netflix when everybody already had Netflix and yep. then you just dropped yeah. it on Christmas. Not everybody's going to have Disney Plus, but this will be a damn good reason. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a huge push. Yeah. I mean, it's going to so, get people in, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's six ninety nine starting price. Like, I mean, it's can't gonna, beat that. Yeah. People are going to be just, you know, subscribing just to watch Endgame. Um, and Captain Marvel. Sorry. Huh? I said, and Captain Marvel. No, I mean, no. I mean, those I, are all great things, though. Two movies in two months that, like, yo, that, that's, that's he, great. That's huge. Yeah, huge. That's, yeah. Huge. So, huge. So we're going to be uh, really kind of excited for that. Um, that's when you can get it. So if you've been wondering, that's the answer. Um, as we've been kind of dancing around, Captain Marvel comes out a month earlier when Disney Plus launches. It'll be a launch title. So is that in November? November or something? I don't know what the that will be. Oh, uh, you know, in prepping for this show, like an expert, I didn't actually look up sometime in November. Sometime yeah. in November, whatever we told you on ComicBook.com, <laughs> the Disney Plus launch date was. That's when uh, <laughs> Marvel will be here. So we'll be looking for that. Um, yeah. All that content for the price of renting it, like a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah I'm not exactly. going to Xfinity for this. Like, like yeah. 99 I'm going to get the Jeez. full Disney Plus service. I want all my Fox films. Ooh. Like, yeah. I'm going to go watch some Endgame, then I might run through some Alien, and then I might run through yeah. Predator just because it's Christmas. Yep. You know, Never. Die Hard, you know, yes. all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this Disney Plus thing the closer it gets. Uh, this is sounding better and better, but... Uh, yeah, that'll be in like I'm saying it like it's happening tomorrow, but it's only That's <laughs> May a way, right way now. He's off. But like, yeah, you feel, you think that, but you know, I think we've learned around here. You blink your eyes and like time just passes, and all of a sudden you're on New Mutants fifth release date. Yeah, because at <laughs> one know? point we were like, oh my god, Endgame happens in a year. Yeah, like how are we gonna make it? And, and now it's over. Yeah, now, now it's, it's over. over, and Iron Man's dead. We're already talking about this kind of screen. Oh, Spoilers for Endgame. You can see your angry responses to. Oh, man. <laughs> but, all right. So, that's going to be uh, exciting things to look forward to around Christmas time. Now, as a final little bonus, I'm just going to say, as we record this today, it is Goku Day today. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is Goku Day, May 9th, mostly because the uh, Japanese parts of Goku's name, Go and Ku, like, kind of translate to being today. So, today's Goku Day. Uh, the Dragon Ball OG is still around, better than ever, and so this is not so much a news story as just a push to say if you've been in, if you love Goku, you love Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, great time to jump in as we're always pushing, and you can find great content for that on comicbook.com, our anime page. So let Go- you know, Goku Day is basically like a fake holiday, like May the Fourth. Yeah, so or like any of the days we say it's national fill in a right. piece of food day, like <laughs> yeah, Donut yeah. Day or Donut yeah. Day. Yellow sprinkle cupcake day. What are you like, doing to celebrate? Goku day. Yeah. Uh, have like Goku writing about Game of Thrones. Writing about Ooh, Game of Thrones idea. and Avengers all day. Mostly. Great, great idea. Yeah, Goku. What, I'll expect cupcakes. those in the office. Yeah. Yes. Fun. Well, it is today. I mean, it's right now. So I think we're on, we're a little too late. <laughs> well, the day's not day's not over. Yeah. <laughs> Anime Queen Megan Peters isn't here. She's on vacation. She's mm. like enjoying her Goku day in like real style. So. 
we just wanted to say happy go-to day to all our anime fans out there because, you know, comic book anime, you gotta, you gotta rep. So that'll do it for that. Now, stay tuned because uh, when we come back, we are going to get into the big sloppy process of talking about these summer movies that are coming out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, so summer movie preview 2019. Here we go. Summer movie. I figure we'll just take this month by month. Um, we'll go by what's <laughs> – I'll give you what's coming out. You guys tell me what you're looking forward to and yes. if there's anything you're going to avoid like the plague. So starting from this weekend in May, we have for the month of May, Detective Pikachu, the uh, J.R.R. Tolkien biopic, appropriate name, Tolkien, uh, John Wick 3, yes. Aladdin, Brightburn, which is kind of uh, the James Gunn produced dark horror Superman, twi- like, yeah, alt, you know, version of Superman. Uh, Booksmart, which I'm looking forward to as a sleeper, is a comedy movie. It's kind of like a female... Um, Super bad, which is directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, yeah, kind of move making. She's making her power move to director. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which if Megan Peters was here, she'd be going gaga over. <laughs> I was on the set for that one, and I hear it's actually going to turn out to be a really good movie. So nice. I'm good because like most of the set visits I've done have turned out to be like horrible movies. Like, <laughs> I was on the American Ultra. Kofi is just a, he's just a curse on. on yeah, me. I mean seriously, <laughs> that's the way it felt. Like I, like I went on the American Ultra set visit. Remember that movie? Oh yes, I did. Yeah, the, exactly. The trailers made that movie look awesome, and then just. So did the set visit. It was <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ooh. Godzilla two, and the last but not least is Ma, the the uh, horror film with. I'm uh, thinking that already came out. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, <laughs> Olivia, what's her name? Oh man, I'm uh, Viola Davis. Viola, no, no. Wow, uh, Octavia oh, Spencer. Oh, Spencer. Yeah, Octavia Spencer. Neither one of us, the black guy and the brown guy, <laughs> were totally wrong on all fronts about that one. Thank oh, God, the white God. man on the couch had Woo. it straight. Um, Wait, yeah, God, Octavia Spencer. <laughs> uh, Viola Davis, I'm like, Olivia. Like, no, uh, Octavia Spencer. <laughs> and it's kind of a subversive comedy about, like, teen and youth culture and, you know, all that It looked stuff. great. It's the trailer. Yeah, the trailer kind of so threw long. me for a loop there. Like, it gets dark Yeah, it gets fast. super like, dark. Like, yeah, whoa. real fast. And it's kind of like a black comedy, almost horror. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. So I guess that brings us to the top. Um, in May, I'm looking forward to, I mean, the simple picks for me are, are obviously Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and John Wick 3. But... On the kind of lesser known note, I'm really looking forward to Booksmart, which I have a screening coming up in a couple of weeks because that looked, I mean, it just looks hilarious yeah. in like a fresh yeah. comedy, um, in a fresh kind of female comedy. And we don't, we don't, we have all these male like high school coming of age tales, but we don't have a lot of good yeah. female ones that don't deal with like trying to get some boy or something in the main. Yeah. One of the main characters is is actually, you know, she's gay, she's into girls, and that's, like, one of her whole storylines is she's, like, this awkward girl trying to meet other girls. The other one's a comedic actress who's been, I think she's the girl from, like, uh, 
Neighbors 2. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the one, you know, Kappa Noon, yep, bitch. Yep. Like the one who's on, I'm on painkillers, like that girl. <laughs> yeah. And she looks, and this looks like a big breakout role for her. Yeah. She's hilarious. So. The trailer looked absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I like the music. I like the trailer. Yeah. Like it all looked great. I like the joke at the end. She's getting, like, the smart girl is getting arrested in there. She's like, oh, yeah. In the cop car. She's like, shotgun. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I don't have I'm one. just kidding. I don't have Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was nailed it. Yeah. Um. So that, and I'm looking forward to Ma. Like, I, I, I like kind of twisted comedy about like you know the misery type Kathy Bates misery yeah. type so I'm looking forward to that uh, what about you guys Matt uh, I am looking forward to obviously I'm looking forward to Aladdin uh, I'm very excited for this movie this is uh, one of the I'm probably like I said before I'm probably more enthused about this one than some of the other live action ones that Disney has coming out later this year um, also Brightburn I have been I'm not like the biggest horror person like I, I don't take in as many horror movies as they do other genres. But this just, be, I think also because it is James Gunn's play on, you know, that Superman story of like, well, what if it, we, what if like people who were like, you know, he could be a threat were right, right? Like all these things and it's alien stuff that's going on in it. Uh, and it just looks good. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. every time it's they show like, a clip. Yeah, it's just the most horrific application of Superman's power yes. you could think of. Like, And they just released that clip that's oh, like, eye. oh my god, Yeah, people were messed up about the uh, it's, but If it's, you haven't seen this, I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but there's a clip from Brightburn that's been released if you really want to get curious about this movie, um, like like with it, don't don't wait while you're feeling faint of heart to watch this clip. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, and so that has me like I'm really interested to see what stuff they've held back, what stuff they yeah. haven't shown in the trailer, and I'm just yeah, I'm really on. Also, Ma looked really good too. My only thing was like I felt like I feel like I've been seeing trailers for this for a while, and I just. It gets kind of buried sometimes under all the stuff that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, it'll but probably be on your on-demand. It looked really good. I hope they release that like as one of those also in theaters that like I can watch at home on on-demand. Ooh, yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be great. So, but, uh, Jameson, what are you looking forward to? I got two. So, John Wick 3. Right. I am super pumped for John Wick 3. Um, and then the second Godzilla. They had like the trailers that they've had leading up to this have been beautiful and awesome. And it's this, I think, yeah, double check me, but I think it's the same director who did... Trick or treat from like way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike Doherty. Yeah, Mike so Doherty I'm really curious to see like his direction style and like application to a movie of like this caliber. Trick so, or treat is so good. It's yeah, so no, good. He's been. I mean, everything I saw on the set and like and all the visuals and the concept art and which looks like me and Megan. Megan has seen the film. She can't really say anything publicly about it, but she kind of just let me know that a lot of what I loved about. The concept art and the production it has actually made it into the finished movie, yep. and that it's pretty badass, and it's much better and much more of what fans wanted than the original Godzilla. Yep. So none of that slow burn to one monster fight. Yeah. The, stuff. Like, no, we're going in. And by the, the way, that movie looks awesome too. Yeah. yeah the original. Yeah. I mean, the original was good, but it was definitely like you had to wait. You had to be dedicated and like kind of sit through some stuff, and it was definitely a slow burn. And you know, I mean, we only saw Godzilla for just a, like a little. I want little yeah. pocket of time like this. I want to see him on screen. I want to see some monsters going at each other. I want I want that action. Well, so. that was something that Kong had. You yeah. immediately got yeah. into okay, like that. There's Kong. I'm actually going to get to know this creature and, yep. and see the things built around it. And this looks like I get it has to live in the approach. action for the yeah. duration of this movie. Yeah. So yeah, I can't. All right. So May looks like we're sitting okay for May. That's good. Now let's start to push further in to the summer. June we have. Dark Phoenix, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, Men in Black International, Shaft, Child's Play, Toy Story 4, and Annabelle Comes Home. 
for me, I'm going to say that the two that I'm looking forward to, I'm going to go and stick with the, the horror genre on this because I'm looking, I'm morbidly curious about child's play. Really? I'm not convinced <laughs> at all that it's going to be good, but I'm morbidly convinced. I'm to right see. there with you. I want to see, like we talked about it when the trailer, the most recent trailer came out. The thing that I think could be a good selling point is that Chucky is a smart toy in this one who can control other electronic and sync with other electronic devices and begins to use that to, to really screw with people and kill them. That could lead to some inventive, like Final Destination style kills. I'm hoping that they were smart and did something like that. And I want to go see it to see if that kind of aspect of it, because that would fundamentally change the entire nature of child's play as a series. So if they pull that off and do that well, then, then it's earned its spot as a remake. But if it's just another stupid doll, generic kills with just like a modern polish on it, no. then like, yeah, it should be down there with the Platinum Dune stuff, like the Friday the 13th remake, the Texas Chainsaw, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Like it's just going to be that kind of so well-polished, completely devoid of soul, generic horror remake. So I'm going to take if one for the team, mostly because... You know, the editors here forced me to take one for the team and review it. So I'm going to go see that. And uh, hopefully it turns out well. Um, Annabelle Comes Home, I'm looking forward to because I love the Annabelle series. The first one was kind of, I love the Conjuring series. The first Annabelle was kind of a muddled mess. But uh, Shazam director David F. Sanders did a great job with Annabelle uh, Beginnings, I forget. Creation? Creation, yeah. There's so many subtitles to these now. Um <laughs> And this is just basically like Night at the Museum with demon monsters yes. and led by Annabelle and with some teens stuck in a house. And that sounds like a recipe for a good time to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking to see because it'll be like the Avengers of of demonic creatures and <laughs> probably setting up the Conjuring. They were like, yo, we need this Conjuring franchise to last another like 10 years. So we're going to meet a whole menagerie of creatures that will probably eventually get their own spinoffs and whatnot like. That would be great. So I'm looking forward to the actual horror story and then the larger universe world building. Nice. Um, yeah. Kind of feels like uh, it could be, for me anyway, what I wanted the Goosebumps movie to be. Oh. But like this could be that. Of this like, could be hey, the let's one, see yeah. the greatest hits of like all these terrible things they've yeah. gifted yeah. over the years in a small yep. environment. Like claustrophobic. Like yeah. The, in yeah. There, yep. Because Goosebumps had that idea and they're like, oh, unleash it on the city. And then it became this. Yeah. It was yeah. just kind of. Yeah, yeah. It became something else. Um, so those are the two for me. What about you guys, Jameson? So I'm right there with you with Child's Play. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm pumped about it, but I want. I'm cautious with it because I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Don Mancini like the you know with Child's Play too. Like that original vision. I'm very dedicated to that. Um, so I'll be very curious to your point about how they how they actually go at this from a from a from a plotting standpoint. Like how are they going to do this? Because um, it seems like that AI angle is going to be the route they go. Um, but I'm, I'm a little, I'm pretty nervous about it, but, and then the design, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, but, but I, you know, I definitely do want to see this movie. And then, uh, Toy Story 4. Toy hey! Story 4. So I've, I've grown up since, what was it? Like 95, 96? Yeah, 95, 96. There's the first there. Pixar movie, right? Yeah. If I remember, yep. like, see, I remember seeing that in the theater, 
with my dad and just like grow you, I mean, we grew up with these characters and this is the this is the final one so seeing or so they say or, yeah or so they say um 2027 well, I imagine five and Toy Story 5 I imagine if anything they will do a spin-off and not necessarily yeah. do Toy yeah. Story Yeah I feel like with with these characters like it's it's going to be the final one but it's yeah, it's. I think yeah, it's I mean, going to wreck me. We're the point where Andy is a failed man-child living alone <laughs> in a studio apartment, and the only two thing he has is his box of toys. And it's like now they got to figure out an assisted suicide no, plan. You just described the live-action remake. Of it. <laughs> well, this is my like bright burn. Like, yeah. this is my bright burn version of Toy Story. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are all. I know Matt's already in for that, but uh, yep. I've never. I never got into the after the original. I never thought it should be a series. I think the first one is like a perfect, like by little itself. snapshot by itself. Of yeah, like standalone. Yeah, and then it gets deeper. I did I love like, uh, um, Yeah, I I am right there with you. So Toy Story Four. Uh, I'm excited about uh, and for yeah most of the reasons that he said. Like it just the Toy Story series does hold a special place. Not it's not my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah. Or, or series. Yeah. But it's up there. Um, also for me, I would. I wasn't thrilled with the first trailer to Men in Black International, but the second trailer. Won second me trailer is a lot better. Yeah. yeah, I'm way. I'm kind of cautiously optimistic about that. We'll see if maybe yeah. like that the final trailer point, can do I it. I think like Chris Hemsworth playing like a Devil May Care Jack or James Bond type is pretty funny to begin with. And him and Tessa Thompson just after Thor Ragnarok somehow they like struck this chemistry. Yeah. yeah. It's just, so good for the two of them. Works really well on screen. Yeah, that last scene and their and their little helper guy is kind of funny. Too. Oh my god! Yeah. The yes. last scene, like, are we gonna play with like one of the most dangerous weapons in the universe? Pawnee. <laughs> yeah. Is it Pawnee? Yeah, that's his name. Oh my god. Well, I mean, okay, we needed you know we needed another Frank, right? Yeah. We needed a, a alien pug to yep. tell like we needed that, and now they have that, and I feel like that does help with the levity. Plus, yeah. as a the whole reason I'm really interested in it is their chemistry. They make the other stuff we've seen. We've seen in the other movies, so yeah. that's not going to be new. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, this was basically like their chemistry and European jokes. Yeah, I'm also, by the way, as you are with Child's Play, I am uh, morbidly curious uh, curious about uh, Dark Phoenix. I was going to say, is I, it, I, I was hoping somebody was going to mention. I otherwise want be like, to. I'm going uh. to see it. I want to see how it turns out. I don't think it'll be the dumpster fire that. I feel like everyone thinks it will, but it's not going to be good. I'm not saying it's going to be good either. I'm just, but I am curious. I want to see what they do for the last one. It's going to be a movie. They're going to doesn't be matter. It. They're going to have it. Doesn't matter. Sure. But you know, that's still I, fine. I mean, I, I want to see, see it just because I'm going to be excited for ideas for great Game of Thrones, Dark Phoenix mashups with like <laughs> Turner, like Battle of Winterfell with Phoenix like mashup scenes. Like it's going to be great. So, I mean, that's it. I mean, Dark Phoenix, uh, I'm going to go see it, but, like, I'm so over it. I'm so over the Oh, I'm been, I've been franchise. ready to, to turn the page yeah, on that. Like, I'm just saying I am curious. <laughs> I had the, had the Disney Fox thing not have happened, would you be more excited? No, I'd be calling for a reboot right now because I think yeah. Days of Future Past set it up again for new life. It breathed new life into the franchise, 
And then they just took a complete dump all over it with Apocalypse, which was once again back to the kind of same yeah. boring formula. Like, I mean, I'll argue three sound stages and a green screen finale. I'll argue they know, did like, it in Days of Future Past. They didn't even wait till their next movie to take a crap on what they had just done. Because the end of that movie, when you go and see all the old actors and everything, I'm like, no, you. The whole point of this was to give it fresh life, and you brought in all this old crap that we're done with. Oh, no, buddy, they didn't somebody, even wait. They somebody who had to write extensive features about explaining <laughs> the X Men continuity after Days of Future Past. You're like, you don't got to sell me, on right? That. Yeah, I, I thought they when I saw that I went. Uh, well, there you go. Oh well. Well, in June. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is a movie that has people that you can pay for to see. So we're going to move along to July. And, yes, yeah, summer's going to get trimmer as we go along. <laughs> uh, July has Spider-Man Far From Home, the uh, creature feature Crawl, The Lion King, and uh, one, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, for me, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home, and I'm looking forward to Crawl. Uh, Crawl is coming from Alexandre Aja. Uh, the director of Hills Have Eyes, High Tension, and a bunch of other gross horror movies that make you squirm. And I forget who's producing it. It's somebody good. Sam Raimi. Oh, Sam Raimi. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically about. It's like a movie. It's like that Christian Slater movie, Hard Rain. Hard Rain. It's Lake Placid because yes. there's a town that's getting flooded and wow. these alligators <laughs> are coming in. And it looks like a simple, like almost like s- pretty much predominantly single setting horror movie. Uh, that is basically like try to survive this thing, and I'm, I, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm becoming, I'm coming to love those things. Like I love the Liam Neeson thrillers on different vehicles, like, <laughs> like the commuter on the train, on a plane, <laughs> like, on a plane, yeah. like oh yeah, nonstop, like hilarious. you know all that stuff. And I like, I like single setting horror. I really do. So I'm kind of looking forward to that because it just looks like a good B horror movie that's yep. going to be entertaining. And like I said, I'm on a horror kick. And Spider-Man, um, the intrigue for this has gone up way higher since we just did it on the last episode since Endgame is out. I'm looking forward to seeing everything about the new MCU, all these answers, and explaining who Mysterio is, if there's the chameleon in this movie, like all these... I feel like there's going to be some massive surprises and it's either going to be a really good twist on expectations or the next Iron Man 3 I'm just going to be there to figure oh. out which one Ooh. it is. I mean, that's already being thrown around. Really? Yeah. That, because I, this is new news to me. It yeah. follows the Avengers. It goes back on a, on a solo mission of a major hero who's experiencing some kind of PTSD after this big battle. In, okay. And we have a villain who seems to be one thing, but it may get the rug pulled out of from under us and find out the villain we think is in the film is not at all. Really, yeah, the villain. Those are all good points. So, like, yeah, those are really good points. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard this. Yeah. So. yeah, no, there's a lot of Iron Man 3 parallels that are shaping oh. up. So, some people are worried. But uh, I'm going to be there to find out which it is because I love Homecoming. So, I'm really excited to see what this next chapter does and if this franchise is really going to have the legs yeah. that I mean, it kind of needs to as a. You know, I mean, the, the movie is kind of meta in saying, like, we need somebody to step up to be the next Iron Man. Yeah. Like, that's not just in the context of the film. That's like Marvel needs another yeah. character. Yeah. Hopefully the original one they always wanted to have but couldn't have when they began the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to see how that goes. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, I'm A lot of the same reasons we talked about last show. Far From Home, I'm interested, but more about the world building, more to see uh, how that ends and how it sets things up rather than the movie as a thing in itself. Um, I'm also interested in the What are you thing. really expecting it to set up? 
more about the world. Just like if he lives up to the expectation, what does he become by the end of it? Do they set him up to become a uh, shield agent? Yeah, like there's like a, a lot major of that Avenger, stuff. like all that stuff. What is See, he? See, I feel you know? like I feel like if anything, none of that would happen in a Sony Pictures movie. It may, I mean, it depends. It may or may not. I mean, yeah. they had to find some kind of balance to put this after Endgame. And if it like, doesn't, yeah. then my my already low expectations. Like the trailer looks good too, and I hate that I'm always negative about Spider Man movies because I like Homecoming. I just the movie in itself is like, oh, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be something memorable, and I want it to see actually contribute some longer lasting things. If it doesn't do that, it'll be just like Homecoming, a fun. Movie that I will forget about in a month and move on to the next thing. So, um, but I'm also intrigued about The Lion King. Uh, like I said, I'm not completely sold on it, but I feel more and more trailers they'll give us some of that charm and we'll be good. So that's for me. Crawl all the way. All the way. It's, it's, I'm excited for this, like, rock, you know, return back to like rock and roll horror, like in, set in one place and it's produced by Sam Raimi. I mean, it, and, and after that trailer, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm interested in once upon a time in Hollywood, just to, just to see like, you know, I'm, I'm always interested to see what Tarantino yeah. is going to roll out. Cause it's typically always a very, very good product. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really good screenplay with really good direction. So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious, especially yeah. with those two leads acting together. Like that's, I'm pumped. Yeah. It's yeah. DiCaprio and, um, who else? Who's Brad Pitt. Person? Brad yep. Pitt. Yeah. And then Margot Robbie's in it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was going to touch on that and say that, like, I'm not betting against Tarantino. I just really, even after the trailers, I really don't know what to expect. I don't really know what it's about, Yeah, I, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, like, they they teed it up as, like, <coughs> a Manson-esque movie, like, in the early time of, like, when it was starting to film. But now it's, like, this not as much. I, don't, I can't quite figure it out, like, what it's yeah, exactly and about. <coughs> My only worry about it is it could be incredibly inside baseball about yeah. Hollywood, the history of Hollywood, and all the kind of, you know, the realities behind all the, the kind of illusions that Hollywood, like, the Bruce Lee character is a funny example. Yeah. Like, how they present Bruce Lee in the movie, and, you know, compared to what you would assume Bruce Lee's on, mm-hmm. you know, is from his on-screen persona. So we're interested to see that, but I have no idea what it's going to bring. So that's why I didn't pick that one. All right, last but not least, as we're rounding down time, August, where the pickings are just slim. (laughs) And uh, we have Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I have Artemis Fowl here, but that's been moved, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they got moved, so... Hobbs and Shaw and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. There are a bunch of other movies, but none of them that anybody (laughs) would want to see here, so... Um, I guess my picks for this are <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I want to see Hobbs and Shaw because I need a Fast and Furious. I need something, and, it, and I'm glad it's in August because after all this, I'm just going to need something mindless. That movie's going to make so much money, though, being like the only big movie oh, yeah. in oh, August. And it'll print money. Oh, the I mean, going to make money. The Rock's not stupid. And, like, yeah, and, and by then, I'm going to need something brainless yep. and f- just fun and dumb to laugh at with a tub of popcorn in my hands. And like that's gonna be it. It looks so good. Yeah. So ridiculous and exactly. Awful. And like, but it's everybody. so funny. It it looks so much. The ridiculousness is better than I would, or it seems like it will be better than the ridiculousness of Fast Eight. Okay. In that in that way, like I'm it. 
Well, you mean you all, you do see the rock running down the side of a skyscraper at one point? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. In the last movie, the you and got he on top it, of a, tor- a, a torpedo. Yeah, he, no, <laughs> he, caught his, he caught it with his bare hand. I don't know. We're we're, we're splitting hairs as far <laughs> yeah. as ridiculousness goes. But no, Hobbs and Shaw just looks like it has a better vibe and more fun vibe to it, like than the last Fast and Furious movie did. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. And scary stories to tell in the dark, I'm looking forward to just because I read that book. Yeah. All three of them, I mean, those were the books I bought at book fairs when I was a kid in school, in, like, elementary school. And, yeah, they were scary. They used to scare the crap out of me, so I'm looking to see how they do with it as a kind of anthology. And I like anthology, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you haven't gotten this from Pattern, I'm just kind of horrored out this whole summer. It sounded like I said hoard out. That is true, too, but, but <laughs> horror out this whole summer. It up. This, yeah. uh, my, uh, I mean, mine is, is Fast and Furious. I'm not really, I didn't, I didn't have the same attachment yeah, I mean, the, in no. the dark. So like, Scary stories tell, like, yeah, I just dated yeah. myself. That's like late 80s, 90s um, stuff. So yeah. for me, it's that, and it's, yeah, for all, pretty much all the reasons you said. Yeah. So, I mean, Scary Stories, I mean, I'm right there with you. That was like the, like the, that and Goosebumps were like the book fair books yeah so like uh, like you know i read those when i was younger and and being able to see those on the screen um you know i'm pretty pumped about it and then the trailer was pretty good yeah the trailer was pretty good like that it represented like what those you know that artwork that came from the books pretty well yeah so um, that got that got me pretty excited all right that'll do it for our summer movie preview guys if you want to let us know what you are looking forward to this summer and what you are going to avoid like the plague be sure to hit us up at the hashtag ComicBookNation, where you can continue any discussion with us. If you are just kind of getting into the show, you can find us several different ways. You can find new episodes every Wednesday and Friday post on ComicBook.com, where we provide an RSS feed for you to subscribe to. You can also subscribe on the following platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. You can also tell any Amazon Alexa device to play Comic Book Nation podcast, and you can get it going that easy. Um, and we suggest you try because it's a lot of fun when you do. Um, yeah, and like I said, if you want to continue discussion, hashtag Comic Book Nation, or you can talk to us individually at. Well, for me, it's at Kofi Outlaw. My <laughs> own for a minute there. <laughs> it's uh, Matt at Matt Aguilar CB, and for me, it's at Jameson G Brown. And. If you have any sterling reviews of the show, yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> the, way you, the way you delivered it was That's a big like, cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, okay. well, my brain froze. I didn't know what I was going to say okay. right there. I had like Fair a enough. mini aneurysm or something. <laughs> anyway, if you are going to leave a sterling review of the show, you can do so on any one of those platforms, and we will be reading reviews regularly. And if we read your review on air, we will send you some comic book swag. So be sure to get those reviews out. iTunes has been killing it, but we could use more on like Spotify or Stitcher or iHeartRadio. So if you're on those services, do us a favor, go in, leave us a review, uh, give us five stars and let us know you did so, so we can read it on air and get you some swag. Um, There are other ways to get you some swag too. If you're out promoting the show on social media and sharing it with your friends in a very public way, we've kind of rewarded people for that. So uh, if you're basically just riding with us and you're a dedicated fan, we appreciate it and we'd love to show that appreciation. That'll do it for this episode of Oh, wait, hold on. I got to put in one more plug. If you're going to go see Detective Pikachu this weekend, make sure you check out our new Pokemon podcast, A Wild Podcast. Yes. All right. I keep forgetting this. We're expanding our podcast empire. So if you're loving Comic Book Nation and you are a Pokemon fan, we have something for you. We have A Wild Podcast has appeared, our official Pokemon podcast every week where we do news. We get into deep uh, podcast or deep subjects about Pokemon. 
and we have some pretty serious Pokemon experts that break down individual Pokemon, other elements of the world, and all that stuff you want to listen to. And this is a great week, like Jim said, because it's the uh, debut of Detective Pikachu in theaters. So now's a great time to hop on if you're just kind of a casual fan of Pokemon and you want to get in deeper. This is a great place to do it, so be sure to listen to that. All right, that'll do it for us here at Comic Book Nation. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Deuces. Later.